welcome to the My Sister Glow podcast. I'm your host, E. Mace, and I'm so happy to have you here. My Sister's Glow is all about faith, motherhood, and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time, sis. It's all about you. You glow, girl. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, I'm glad to see you here with me. I know it gets rough. Please don't give up. Today, we're going to shake off all that weight. Put your head up high, cry to the sky. Walk in my face and not by sight. Take my hand and hold it tight. Those cloudy days, kiss the goodbye. So, hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, I'm glowing even through the rain. I promise you'll see better days. All you need is a little faith. Take my going on ladies it has been a long time i have not put out an episode in weeks and even before that those episodes were pre-recorded so this is the first time in a long time that i'm actually recording live behind the microphone and i gotta say it feels good to be back um in honor of everything that we stand for on this show i'm just gonna be very transparent with you guys as always because you know i love y'all I feel like I need to explain my hiatus, um, not for just accountability, but also to encourage somebody else. Um, so if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. You are in the right place. If you want to be inspired, if you want to feel good, if you want to be encouraged, if you want to connect with other women, other mothers who just get it, you are in the right space here at my sister's glow. We talk about all things, faith, all things, motherhood through sisterhood. So welcome to the show. If you are one of my loyal day one ride or die listeners, hey boo, welcome back. All right, y'all, I am not going to even beat around the bush. I'm just going to be straightforward with you guys as to what's been going on. And from that, God has developed an episode out of this. So, I mean, listen, it wasn't for nothing, right? So some of you may or may not know, like I'm in grad school and I graduate in excuse me I graduate in May I'm also in the middle of planning a wedding I am getting married in June aside from that I do have two young children who are both involved in competitive cheerleading and y'all it's just been a lot in addition to those things that keep me very busy I have been going through a growth I guess you can say. Um, I can talk about it openly now because it is more out there in the open. Um, My dad, who is technically, quote unquote, my stepfather, um, he is the man that raised me, was diagnosed with cancer back in December. And y'all, it was tough. It was super tough to, um, anytime you hear that somebody's diagnosed with cancer, I mean, let's be honest, our mind all goes to the absolute worst. That wasn't easy, Um, but my dad has truly been a blessing even in this because he's physically gone through a lot, and I know that emotionally he has gone through some changes, but he has truly remained the patriarch of our family and leading us to go back to God in this time and to just trust that God's will is going to be done, whatever that looks like, and I know that that's easier said than done, but yeah so that's that um aside from that i was going through some things that have not been released to mention yet by the father but i was going through some things with my biological father as well and um it's just been tough it's tough it's it's one thing to be 
physically on the go, right? To have to tend to your duties and your responsibilities, but to then have to still show up in spaces. As you guys know, um, I am a therapist, a master's level therapist, whoop, whoop, officially, officially done in May, as I stated earlier. But while I love being a therapist, it does require you to show up. It requires you to be that safe space for others. And um, one thing that this journey has taught me was that I need to take care of myself. I need to not extend myself super thin. So while um, I could have gone about things in a different way, I could have recorded a brief episode to let you guys know at least something was going on. I could have put something on social media. But you know, if I'm just being transparent, I wasn't in the place to do it. I didn't have the capacity to even think that far. And even with trying to get to record today, I almost felt nervous to record because I'm like, man, like, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? But I can only give you guys authenticity because that's who I am. That's who God requires me to be. So I'm just giving it to you as he gives to me. And I didn't tell you everything that was going on for the sake of just telling you and, you know, getting your mercy. Um, But I wanted to tell you because in the middle of all of this, God, of course, I've prayed many times, right? Um, I just want the season to be over. I want it to be over. And I'm sure that we've all been through that, that season of our lives where we're just like, when is it going to be done? When am I going to be done sowing in tears when am I going to being done being stressed when am I going to stop being worried when is there going to be a return on everything that I've been through naturally we want those seasons to end quickly because it's uncomfortable it is such, it's such a painful thing but y'all know I always in our, our, every episode I, I have a scripture that we go to so for today's episode the scripture that's going to kind of keep us rooted is psalms 23 and 4 um this is a very familiar passage and i'm reason, reading from the amplified version it says even though i walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil for you are with me your rod to protect me and your staff to guide they comfort and console me and goes on to say at verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I shall dwell forever throughout all of my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. And um, Psalms 23 is a very familiar passage. I, I highly suggest reading the whole thing. It's very, um, it's a great passage, but And I've known this passage, I grew up in church, I've known this passage for a really long time, but one of the things that stood out to me was Psalms 23 and 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So what the Holy Spirit pointed out to me in this scripture, y'all, was that we are required to go through a process. And nobody is trying to hear that when you're going through something. You want it to be over. You want this pain to stop. You want the uncomfortability to end because it is so displeasing to be in that space. It's so, God, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, what's going on? And so we begin to look at these seasons as a punishment versus looking at it as a process and a development. 
So when verse four says that even though I walk through, to walk through something, now I need you to use your biggest imagination. Y'all have kids, so I know you have an imagination. I need you to imagine being on a journey. Maybe your maybe your journey is 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 a beautiful beach, or maybe it's a beautiful rainforest, or maybe it's you know in a, a city or countryside, whatever it works for you. But then imagine getting to this dark, deep, scary valley and in order for you to continue your journey along wherever you are you cannot walk around this valley you can't build a bridge to get over this valley you can't call somebody ask them to airlift you to get around or over this valley but the only way to get to the other side of where you're going is to walk through this valley And you don't know how deep this valley is. You don't know how wide this valley is. All you know is that you have to walk through it. So when you're up on your regular journey, wherever you envision your mind to be, right? And then you go to this valley. When I envision that valley, I envision it being dark. You not being able to even see what's in front of you. Not being able to even feel the the sunlight right that is outside because you're so deep in this valley i assume that there are maybe some that the land there is probably rough maybe there's some rocks in the valley uh you might feel uncomfortable to your feet and then the part that says it says the shadow of death in order for there to be a shadow to come off of something that means it has to be near and death doesn't have to be a physical death but it could be that uncomfortable thing that like the shadow of something anytime a shadow is cast there is darkness there but that also means that there is light that is shining on a thing and it then you produce the shadow so a couple of things we're in a place where we don't know how long we're going to be there we don't know where it ends we don't know how far it goes Death is clearly near us because it's close enough to cast a shadow. But our hope is that there is light that is there to cast a shadow. But when we're in this place, our first go-to is to pray out of it. It is to pray out of, God, I need you to heal me. God, I need you to rescue me. God, get me out of this place. But for me, I never ask, God, how long should I sit here? What are you trying to teach me in my valley? What are you trying to show me? You're trying to mold me into being a better mother in this place. But how? What am I supposed to learn from that? Am I supposed to learn patience in this valley so I can be more patient with my children? Am I supposed to learn um, long suffering here? So that way, when my marriage may hit a a trying point or something that might feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable season. um, Are you teaching me to not just run out and quit? like god what are you trying to teach me in this valley like there there are valuable lessons in the valley and that's a cliche saying but there are lessons that you'll learn in the valley that you won't learn on the mountaintop and so when i find in the word that you know even though i walked through the valley it was god's intention for us to walk out a process versus jumping out halfway through and a lot of times we tend to try to Either we turn around when we see the valley and we go backwards or we get in the valley and we stay at maybe the edge of the valley. We decide not to walk through it because it's too much. Apply that same situation to that hard thing in your life. 
Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's it's something at work. Maybe it's a career thing. Maybe it's your relationship with God. Maybe it's a relationship with your children, uh, family. I, I don't know what it is for you, but we all have valleys in our lives that we have. We are required to walk through them. We have to process them. And then that's where we tie in the mental health for that. I always tell my clients, mental health is a journey. It's not a final destination thing. As long as you are living and you are breathing, you have purpose and that your mental health needs to be taken care of. And that doesn't mean you necessarily need to be in therapy every day or every week. But it's certainly, there's nothing wrong if you have a therapist and you've been in therapy for a while with maybe just checking in once a month. You know, when a month is 30 days, you know, sometimes we have a rough day or two in those 30 days. It's nothing wrong with doing what you need to do to take care of your mental health. But if we go based off of God's word, which is true, which is consistent, which is steady, this is where we get our balance from. So in this season where I have one father battling cancer, having relational issues with another father, I'm trying to graduate on time, trying to still be a good mom to my children, preparing to be a wife to my future husband, trying to make sure that I spend time with my family and my friends, and then make sure that there's still time for me. And most importantly, that I'm giving God his time. That valley is tough. When those old feelings that I thought I healed from about things concerning my biological father had to come up and just kind of smack me in my face again, Nah, baby girl, you jumped out that valley. You didn't process through it. And it's frustrating. But then the rest of the scripture says that it's no need for you to have fear because God, when it says your rod, it's talking about God. His rod is a protection and his staff guides you. So think about yourself as a sheep and and he's the shepherd and they will guide you. So that way you're not losing your way. They, they're there for comfort. Despite the bad things that will happen to you, verse five goes on to say that, the tape he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies the very people that felt like you weren't going to be anything that thought you weren't going to be nothing the very people who write you as a villain in their story these are the very people that are going to see the blessings play out in your life and you may never know how they feel about it or anything but god's word says that this is what's going to happen and it says that that he has anointed our head and refreshed it. Refreshed it means to continue to do a thing, not a one-time thing with oil. And my cup overflows. Surely, so remember in verse 4, you're in the, you're in the valley. But verse 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But it also requires us to dwell in the presence of the Lord. So I wanted to get on today, y'all, to share a little bit of what's been going on in my life, a little bit of my truth and transparency, but I didn't want to just share my story. I met with one of my sisters. Um, I want to give a shout out to Amanda, who recently just opened her own uh, salon in Seaford, Delaware. She's an esthetician, y'all. Follow her on Instagram, Agape Love, or excuse me, Agape Beauty. Um, Amanda is wonderful at what she does, but when we were talking today, you know, she said that God was calling her from testifying to ministry. And I never really heard anybody to, you know, really talk about that. So I'm like, yo, like, explain that to me. And she was like, well, when we testify, we simply tell a story. This is what happened to me. I survived. That is a testimony. But when we minister, we talk about what God did in those places. Like, yes, I was here and I got to here, but this is what God did. 
And this is how God can help you. So it's like when you're in that valley, think about your valley is preparing you to minister for somebody else. I don't know who will listen to this and who's been in a rough place and who's tired of getting hit with the same um, emotions, battling a thing, or who's fearful because they have a family member that is um, sick or who's fearful of the big transitions that are coming up in their life. But what I am saying is that whatever your valley is, walk through your valley, walk through your process. And make sure you stay close to God. So I wanted to also um, give y'all some practical tips to do that. So y'all, we're going to hop into the Hope Dealer segment. And we're going to just jump into how we can do this practically. All right, y'all. So I gave y'all the word to keep y'all rooted in going through this process. But practically, what does going through a process look like? I'm glad that you asked. The first thing is that we need to admit what we're feeling and what we're going through. And you don't have to admit this to somebody else. You don't have to admit this on your social media. Ain't nobody requiring you to do that. But I need you to be able to at least admit to God that you're angry, that you're upset, that you're confused, that you're hurt, whatever you're going through. The first step is admitting that you're in a process. That's the first thing that you do, okay? Second thing, and this just works for me, I keep a journal to write out my prayers. This is a great way. This is a faith builder, y'all. I still have journals from 2017 that I pray for specific prayers, and I'm watching those play out in my life now. So that when you're going through this process, you are reminded of God's greatness, okay? So admit what's going on to keep track of your prayers so you can build your faith, all right? Third, if you have not already... Seek out a mental health professional, okay? Go to Psychology Today. Go to um, Black Girl, I believe it's uh, Black Girl Therapy. I forget the name of the website. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But go onto those websites and find the spaces where there might be therapists that are available to you. Right now during the pandemic, a lot of people are doing telehealth. Use your resources. Find them and use them, okay? Going to a therapist is not the same as having your friends, all right? So first, admit there's a problem. Two, keep evidence of your prayers. Three, get a mental health professional to help you process this. And the fourth thing is to increase your self-care. Now, self-care does not necessarily mean you go shop every week. You have to order a million Amazon packages, but I get it. That feels good to me too, sis. But self-care means being more intentional about feeding back into yourself. So for me... I use a lot of meditations on YouTube. I pray. Uh, fasting is helpful. Being in my word is helpful. But also, I do go get things like I get facials. I get manicures. I get pedicures because they feel good to me physically. I go for a walk because it feels good to me physically. So, one, admit there's a problem. Two, keep track of your prayers. This increases faith. Three, Get a mental health professional to support you through this journey. And four, increase self-care. Self-care is about pouring back into yourself, okay? It's all about pouring back into yourself. It's not about, you know, self-care and posting it on social media. It's not what it's about. It's about pouring back into yourself, however that looks. So thank y'all for your time. I love y'all. I'm going to get back on track. Thank you for your mercy that you guys have extended to me um, and your grace. 
because I believe wholeheartedly that everybody listening to this podcast is um, understanding and, and gets it because you are one of my listeners. But as your podcasting host, I will do better on my end um, with going through my process, going through my valley and making sure that I keep things the way that they should be. So I love you guys. Until next time, peace. Peace.